The following article from our Knowing and Doing Quarterly Journal is brought to you by the C.S. Lewis Institute. Our prayer is that this talk will help to deepen your faith and draw you closer to God. Profiles in Faith Perpetua, High Society Believer and Martyr, circa 181 to 203 A.D. By Mark Golley, Managing Editor of Christianity Today. We have little idea what brought Perpetua to faith in Christ, or how long she had been a Christian, or how she lived her Christian life. Thanks to her diary and that of another prisoner, we have some idea of her last days, an ordeal that so impressed the famous Augustine that he preached four sermons about her death. Perpetua was a Christian noblewoman who, at the turn of the third century, lived with her husband, her son, and her slave Felicitas in Carthage in modern Tunis. At this time, North Africa was the center of a vibrant Christian community. It is no surprise, then, that when Emperor Septimius Severus determined to cripple Christianity, he believed it undermined Roman patriotism, he focused his attention on North Africa. Among the first to be arrested were five new Christians taking classes to prepare for baptism, one of whom was Perpetua. Her father immediately came to her in prison. He was a pagan, and he saw an easy way for Perpetua to save herself. He entreated her simply to deny that she was a Christian. Perpetua replied, Father, do you see this face here? Could it be called by any other name than what it is? No, he replied. She continued, Well, neither can I be called anything other than what I am, a Christian. End quote. In the next days, Perpetua was moved to a better part of the prison and allowed to breastfeed her child. With her hearing approaching, her father visited again, this time pleading more passionately. He begged, Have pity on my gray beard. Have pity on me, your father, if I deserve to be called your father if I have favored you above all your brothers, if I have raised you to reach this prime of your life. He threw himself down before her and kissed her hands and continued, Do not abandon me to the reproach of men. Think of your brothers. Think of your mother and your aunt. Think of your child who will not be able to live once you are gone. Give up your pride. End quote. Perpetua was touched, but remained unshaken. She tried to comfort her father, saying, It will all happen in the prisoner's dock as God wills, for you may be sure that we are not left to ourselves, but are all in his power. But he walked out of the prison, dejected. The day of the hearing arrived, and Perpetua and her friends were marched before the governor, Hilarianus. Perpetua's friends were questioned first, and each in turn admitted to being a Christian, and each in turn refused to make a sacrifice, an act of emperor worship. Then the governor turned to question Perpetua. At that moment, her father, carrying Perpetua's son in his arms, burst into the room. He grabbed Perpetua and pleaded, "'Perform the sacrifice. Have pity on your baby.' 
Hilarianus, probably wishing to avoid the unpleasantness of executing a mother who still suckled a child, added, Have pity on your father's gray head. Have pity on your infant son. Offer the sacrifice for the welfare of the emperor. Perpetua replied simply, I will not. Are you a Christian, then? asked the governor. Yes, I am, Perpetua replied. Her father interrupted again, begging her to sacrifice, but Hilarianus had heard enough. He ordered soldiers to beat him into silence. Then he condemned Perpetua and her friends to die in the arena. Perpetua, her friends, and her slave Felicitas, who had subsequently been arrested, were dressed in belted tunics. When they entered the stadium, wild beasts and gladiators roamed the arena floor, and, in the stands, crowds roared to see blood. They didn't have to wait long. Immediately, a wild heifer charged the group. Perpetua was tossed into the air and onto her back. She sat up, adjusted her ripped tunic, and walked over to help Felicitas. Then a leopard was let loose, and it wasn't long before the tunics of the Christians were stained with blood. This was too deliberate for the impatient crowd, which began calling for the death of the Christians. So, Perpetua, Felicitas, and friends were lined up, and one by one were slain by the sword. Thank you for listening. The C.S. Lewis Institute endeavors to develop disciples who will articulate, defend, and live their faith in Christ in personal and public life. This takes the form of discipleship programs, area-wide conferences and seminars, pastor fellowships, and resources in print and on the web. For more information about the C.S. Lewis Institute, or to support this ministry, please visit our website at www.cslewisinstitute.org.